Hello everyone, today you have Jake and I'm going to be discussing WandaVision Season 1, Episode 1. Before I begin here, I really want to credit Marvel for making their first streamer, a show about two of probably the least popular characters from the MCU films. Uh, They're huge comic book characters and Seth has heard me say this before and anyone else has heard that before as well. Excuse me for repeating myself, uh, but just allow me to quickly re-explain why or remind you why they're important, especially given the fact that the X-Men will now be entering the Marvel Universe at some point. Wanda Wanda and Pietro in the comics are Magneto's children. They're founding members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, two of the first, um, and they're a part of the second iteration of the Avengers, which sounds silly, but it's a big deal in the comics. Uh, And in addition to her role and her history with both the Avengers and the X-Men, Wanda, more recently, let's say in the last decade or so, has become one of the most powerful and consequential characters in the entire comic book universe. I won't go any deeper because there's some spoilers there, but she is very important, powerful, and has ties to many major characters. Likewise, Vision is the son of Ultron, much like he is in the comics, uh, in the movies, but they don't really play into how connected he is with other characters, at least in the MCU film. So just bringing it back to the comic book character Vision, he's intrinsically connected to major characters, major Avenger characters, Ultron, who is his creator, Hank Pym, who created Ultron, Wonder Man, Grim Reaper, Wanda, Pietro, the original Human Torch. He is is a major character. These are all major characters in the comics, and he's just very, he's another consequential character. And besides his connection to all these characters, he's also, again, like Wanda, one of the most powerful and established Avengers. So the fact they're putting them at the top of the list, I, I think, and in doing so in such an odd and ambitious manner, I'm speaking to the format of the, the show here, I think it's, I just think it's really ambitious and I have to applaud them. Uh, now, whether or not it works, the jury's still out for me. I think it's an incomplete at the moment, given uh, just how little we know about the overall story. Um, so for me, it's an incomplete, but I'm, I'm giving them credit and I'm giving them some extra bonus points for striking out with these two characters in this very, again, once again, ambitious manner. And uh, the, the best way to describe it is, without giving anything away for future episodes, there's no action in this. This is the first Marvel thing I've seen without any action. And by Marvel, I mean MCU. And so it's new. It's different. I like it. Okay. We're going to move on to the episode itself in a minute. But before we do, I just want to clarify, these aren't going to be like full recaps or reviews. It's going to be more, I'm going to consider it more of a watching guide. I personally don't enjoy blow-by-blow reviews or recaps. I I think for people who watched it, they already know what happened. And for those who didn't, if they're interested, they should really go watch. Uh, So I'm going to talk about just the basic overall arching plot of each episode, new characters that are introduced, and some clues to, I think, the overarching mystery of why Wanda and Vision seem trapped in this surreal TV sitcom setting. So that is the intro to how I'm going to try and approach these episodes. Uh, So we're going to start here with WandaVision, Season 1, Episode 1. And so for those who aren't familiar, just to quickly recap, the last time we saw these Avengers, Vision was left for dead at the end of Avengers Infinity War after Thanos crushed his forehead to rip out the Mind Stone, and he has a brief cameo in Spider-Man Far From Home in a school news memorial. Wanda, or Scarlet Witch, we last saw her kicking Thanos' ass in Endgame. She got some measure of vengeance against him, uh, forcing him to basically annihilate his own army just to escape her 
And we see her after that battle having what we think is a peaceful moment with Clint or Hawkeye. It seems like they both get some closure um, for their respective losses. In this case, Vision and Scarlet Witch, excuse me, and Black Widow, who died in the previous two movies. And Scarlet Witch seemingly seemed at peace. And now we're officially going to dive into episode one. So we find these two characters, Vision and Wanda, reappearing in a 50s sitcom setting, living that post-World War II nuclear lifestyle. And the first episode revolves around the mystery of a date. And the date is a date that they have circled on their calendar with a heart on it. And much of the humor of this episode plays off the hijinks as they each individually try to uncover what makes that day so special. And And through their conversation and through their own investigations we realize that they don't remember much about their pasts. They know they have powers. They know know things about each other, but there's no real reference to the Avengers or any of the events of their courtship or anything that we've seen them both do in these past films. All right, so that's the plot. Something's amiss in this seemingly perfect sitcom setting. Now, allow me to introduce some characters, and I'm going to try and introduce as many of the characters as I can each episode. The reason for this is it's a mystery. I think Marvel, um, any one of these characters could be big or could be the key to the mystery. I think some are more likely than others, and the other reason is Marvel just loves seeding characters, dropping hints, so bear with me. Uh, Another thing to keep in mind as we introduce these characters and as characters come in and out, some of these characters may have been people we've met before, and some may be big characters we know and somehow are being glamoured to look different. So just keep that in mind. So that's the reason, one of the other reasons why I'm doing this. I'm uh, going to run through this exercise. So the first we have Agnes, nosy neighbor played by Catherine Hahn. She will be important. So it was rumored she was, being, she was playing Agatha Harkness and uh, early in production and her name was changed to Agnes or she was never playing Agatha Harkness, although that's unlikely. Um, so to quickly talk about Agatha Harkness, She's a major character from the comics. Not only the Avengers, but the Fantastic Four. In the comics, she's a mentor to Wanda, teaching her to control her powers. She's also a babysitter slash guardian to some of the most powerful characters in the entire comics. Namely, Franklin Richards, who is the son of Sue and Reed Richards. He is one of the most powerful mutants in the entire comics, in all of comics, and he is a later member of Fantastic Four and X-Men. The other two are Tommy and Billy, Maximoff, or, uh, yeah, the, the Maximoff, I think that's the last name, whatever, Tommy and Billy, the twins, uh, I'm not going to go into their history, it's long and convoluted, and there will bound to be some spoilers as I discuss it, but just know that they're influential characters in the comics as well. Uh, one last note, so about Ag- Agnes, Han crushes the role, she is the, I think the best part of this episode, uh, I think she's the funniest part. I really like her, and I like her as an actress. I like her in this role. I'm really glad she's part of the MCU. I, uh, and the one other one thing I want to note about Agnes here uh, and why I think she's a big character, um, two things. Actually, I'll, I'll touch that later. The, 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 so the other two we meet are the Davises, Fred Melamed and Deborah Jo Rupp. Fred Melamed plays Vision's boss. Deborah Jo Rupp plays his wife. Uh, their position is potentially major characters, given their authoritative role within this setting and their early billing and prominence. I think they're red herrings. I don't really know Fred Melamed, but I love Deborah Jo Rupp, famous from Seinfeld, that 70s show on the ranch. She's a sitcom legend and an excellent addition to the cast. 
We have Asif Ali playing Norm. He's Vision's co-worker. He really just serves as a wall for Vision to bounce ideas off of as he tries to figure out the mystery of the calendar. He doesn't really have much agency in this. Another character without much agency is Dev- David Lengo playing Phil Jones. I think he's a little... I, I get a little more out of that character. I think there's some uh, some humor coming out of him, which I like. Uh, and he's a neighbor in this weird world. Doesn't really do much, but let's just keep an eye on him. So... In terms of clues, uh, we talked about the overall arching mystery. I'm going to do my best to um, focus on what I think are, the, are the, likely the most important clues. Uh, and the reason for that is when I first watched these episodes, I only had a, like a handful, like two or three or four clues that I found. And then as I tried to do research going online, the deeper I dug, the more I found. So without making this too cumbersome, I'm going to really try and focus on what I think are the most important. So in terms of clues, first, pay attention to all the commercials. MCU spends way too much time, energy, and money on these films to waste any of the budget or any of the time. These are about 20, 25 minutes episode. They're not going to waste 60 to 90 seconds on these commercials if there's not something there. So just keep that in mind. Um, I, these, are more than, these are just more than fun distractions. There are clues in there. And, and Easter eggs, these are, these are important clues. At least I believe they are. So first, the first clue is June 2nd. That is the anniversary of Agnes and her husband, Ralph. It seems inconspicuous until you realize that that is the date the Salem Witch Trials started. So to talk about that in the comics, Agatha Harkness, once again, that character, is connected to Salem. And I, I briefly touched on this before. I think the reason Agatha Harkness, I'm, I'm almost positive Catherine Hahn is Agatha Harkness, if you look at the characters outside of the two main Avengers in this film, uh, excuse me, in this series, she is the only other movie star. And that's not to say that Deborah Jo Rupp or Fred Malamed couldn't be movie stars or be in a film, but Catherine Hunt is a movie star. She is successful. I think it's most likely if anyone were to be have future roles or to continue to grow within this universe in terms of an actress or actor, I think it's most likely to be her. Once again, just want to say I absolutely love her in this role. So the second clue is the Stark Toaster commercial. It's a bit menacing for a toaster commercial, and so just to walk through, I think, the many different layers of this clue, in the MCU, Stark helped bid, build Vision, and he built many other things. In addition to that, his father built many weapons and devices as well for S.H.I.E.L.D., which we would later find out would become a front for HYDRA. Now bear with me here. Arnim Zola and HYDRA were the ones who infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., and helped create the sleeper cell within S.H.I.E.L.D. itself. We'll come back to that later. There, there's some other clues in later episodes we can circle back to, but just bear with me. Take all that into consideration. The other two things about this commercial, the tagline is forget the past. This is your future. Clearly plays into what's going on here. They don't remember their past. They're trying to build a world, build a future in this weird sitcom world. The other thing for those who don't remember from Age of Ultron, Wanda and her brother Pietra had a very traumatic memory with a Stark product as they were buried under rubble, watching, watching a bomb, waiting for it to explode for a couple days, and it didn't. It was a rare, defective bomb from Stark Industries. So just keep all that in mind. So, and she and Tony also have a pretty... Uh, they don't have the best relationship in the MCU. In the comics, I think it's a little more neutral, but in the MCU... She's not, they're not the biggest fans of each other. I, I, that's the way I interpret it. Clue number three, the wine bottle at dinner. It's, a, I believe, a French name. It translates to House of M. I'm not going to say anything else 
Just know this is a major comic book storyline. If it were to be made, it would be the next major franchise-spanning event, and it would most likely loop in the X-Men. So I think this, I don't know if, if it's immediate. I think it might be further down the road. I'm not going to say anything else. If you're interested, go look up House of M. Clue number four. Um, I, I mentioned Agnes. I, 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 actually, I actually already mentioned this, that uh, I, I think not only is Han, Hans Agnes, Agatha Harkness, I, I think she is going to be a huge, huge character within the show and the movies and the MCU moving forward. The one thing, oh, and just another quick note, if you're ever watching a weekly uh, TV show and it's a procedural mystery, whoever the biggest guest star is, is almost always the villain or the bad guy. And so with that in mind, Agatha, excuse me, Catherine Hahn is the biggest guest. She's probably the villain. Speaking of villains, I think the most important character in episode one is a character we don't meet, and that's Ralph. I'm going to avoid any spoilers here at the moment, but if you're interested, type Ralph theories into the Google machine and just have some fun. Okay. Clue number five, choking. Mr. Davis Vision's boss is choking to death at the dinner table, uh, and the wife seems stuck in this repeating pattern telling him to stop, and Wanda and Vision are both strangely frozen almost as they watch on. And these are two Avengers who've done some pretty stressful things and they seem almost incapable of acting in the moment. Um, won't give you a spoiler, but not sure what's happening here, but clearly something's going on in this scene and it's playing in a larger mystery. Last clue at the very end, after the credits, we see someone is watching the sitcom and there are sword symbols on the monitors. I'm going to save sword for, um, dive, I'm going to dive into what sword could possibly be, what that symbol stands for, what that organization is. Uh, but it's been hinted to in a previous MCU uh, work or vehicle. Okay. Those are, those are the six clues I think are important. Some of them will be, we'll be coming back to. Um, in, t- in terms of the recap, I'm going I'm to keep it very brief. I'm not going to talk about the details of the show, but from my recap, how I feel about that first episode, I, I once again think it's a very interesting way to start the series. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. There's no action. The mystery has barely begun to take shape. So it's really leaning heavily into the comedy aspect, which I give a pass to. Uh, it's not, I'm not in stitches. I'm not staring blankly. It's mildly amusing. I think you got to give credit to Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen for making it work. And yeah, I mean, they're, it's not that they're not being given a lot. It's just what they're being asked to do is so weird and that it's so almost outdated and old fashioned, but, but I really think it's working. So right now, episode one, I'm intrigued. I like it. It's a pass, but if anything, I, I'm going to give an impl- incomplete grade just because I need to see more. So that is WandaVision episode one, excuse me, season one episode one recap i will be back to talk about episode two shortly thank you for joining me have a great day talk to you later